Um, so, um, I forget what I'm going to do first. Right, look at my notes. I believe you'll have some kind of rhyming. Rhyming thing, I have, yeah. Um, Jez, mm. whilst walking in the woods last night, yep. a tree surgeon showed me his stub. <laughs> right. His stub. It's the failed Rockstar Club. Woohoo! A tree surgeon was doing Working in the woods at night. I don't think you can do very good surgery no. by uh, candlelight to each one. Never take a naked flame into a into a wood. One thing. No. Suppose if you had a, one of those miners' lamps, you might have had to do an emergency operation <laughs> yeah. on a tree. Well, that's good to hear. He's committed. Yeah. What the sound of that guy? When you say his stub, what do you mean by by that? What do you mean shrub? Well, Have you already used no, shrub? I've used shrub already. Mm-hmm. The innuendo was his willy. Oh, okay. But the, the bit of the tree he cut, the end, the bottom of it. Oh, the stump. Yeah, the stump. <laughs> but when I looked at the word, stub was, a, was oh, also that was one around. of the, okay, you can swap stub for, yeah. for yeah. a stump. Good. Uh, hello, everyone. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I say good in the, in the loosest, loosest sense. Yeah, loosest sense that term. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, hi everyone, <laughs> welcome to the Failed Rockstar Club podcast, the podcast that talks to musicians about mental health, uh, their journey in music and fashion, mm-hmm. isn't it? That's us. Isn't it just? Yes, a dash of fashion, mm-hmm. I like it when you say that. Yep, a, soup, a dash of fash. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, um, thank you everyone for listening, um, we've, I think we've done like 14 episodes or something now. Wow. Lucky number, 14. Oh, yeah, I know, 14 long weeks. Oh, I mean, yeah. I've just guesstimated that. I mean, it could have been 10. <laughs> oh, right, OK. Um, for those watching on Facebook, you can see the merchandise behind. Um, and this is all on our website, bestdaysvintage.co.uk. And there's a failed Rockstar Club Prince collection where you can kind of see what sort of stuff we have. And we're making posters as well and all sorts. And we've also just launched the ASOS Marketplace boutique. Oh, yeah, and, failed and, and a failed Club. Rockstar Club's on ASOS Marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all the selling big guns yeah isn't it uh, so Jez I'd like to ask you yes where are we and who are we well hello to everybody listening there I'm Jez and this is Steve hello. and we are co-founders of Best Days and the Failed Rockstar Club we're here in Mantra a very sunny manning tree you'll be able to hear next door is the uh, regular people next door what hmm. then do you actually know their names no they were <laughs> he, he did something to do with boats something to do with boats those guys are listening to the radio yeah we could have gone around and said can you turn it off for the podcast but we're too shy yeah <laughs> we don't like to annoy people uh, so you may be able to hear that in the audio but yeah. so apologies for that but soon lockdown will be over well soon we'll be transferring to the shop it's authentic we? that's true it's mm. real isn't it yeah and so we've got you I've got used to the echoey echoey sounds of the warehouse but we're going back to the shop soon um we, we're kind of preparing mentally for that sort of side of life to start again, eh? Yeah. 
I guess like it's it's kind of hard to see in the rest of Europe see going back to a sort of kind of normality. Yeah. And we we still feels like we're quite way behind them. But it, you know, it feels like we're reaching the end game now, right? Mm-hmm. Tell yeah, me yeah. tell me we are. No we are. We we, we already know Boris Johnston <laughs> is um talking about shops open, like little shops like ours opening early Juneish. So we're mm-hmm. mentally preparing, aren't we, for the first full weekend to kind of look to yeah. open. Yeah, we're going to, well, the very first day of June, the Monday, I think we're going to get in there and we're, My dad are building merch. a um, screen. Oh, uh, Perspex. Yeah, we're going to reuse old Perspex we have here. Lovely. Just recycle. And right. have so stuff. Kitten will be out of the question. Through the window, through mm. the Perspex, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're kind of preparing, like, mentally and as a business, I suppose. I don't know how the fuck we're going to do, like, people in the shop because you can get about barely get four people in there anyway yeah and we so often get like big groups of kids coming well, together can you imagine people standing outside waiting to come in mm, no they won't bother yeah I know unless this becomes the normal and that's what you get used to but I just can't see it happening it's a difficult one it's a difficult one it. I don't know like how I mean it's different with big businesses you can get like 30 people at a time but in our shop it's so small we can probably get safely four oh socially distanced yeah a socially distanced foursome. Yeah. A pushing the boundaries fivesome. Which is a six hardly money worth room. it, really, is it? <coughs> Don't make any money when it's busy in town, let alone when you can't right. get one in the shop. Right. Huh? <laughs> Pipe down. Plus, yeah. I was spreading positivity like yeah. confetti. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm not really sure how it's going to work. Mm. But it'll be fun finding out. Yep. Are you allowed to reckon you'll be allowed to like spray paint on the floor? A what? Like, you know, people put like, what, like lines, markers. like in the supermarket. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. You allowed to? Joking. The yeah, council right. let you spray paint on the floor. Because we can do different colours. Oh, what outside? Yeah. Well, couldn't we use some kind of yeah something else as markers? I've seen people do it with cones outside my co-op. It's just cones. Cones. Check, Check your cone track. <laughs> Check your cone track. Exactly. You're allowed four people in the shop. Check your cone track. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you're bearing wrong. <laughs> Best days. <laughs> Check your contract. Um, okay, so um, song of the week, please. My song of the week. My well, friend. I've gone for I have gone for "Walking Barefoot," Ooh. which is a song by Ash. Oh, okay. Do you remember that song? It's the opening track of their "Free All Angels" album, which I hadn't heard in about ten years, I'd yeah. say, all the way through. Yeah. And it was one of those Tim's listening parties. Yeah. Okay. And it just took me. But that's one of those albums that really reminds me of summer. And specifically that track, because it's about, yeah, it's, of course it's yeah, walking barefoot all summer or whatever. And we, yeah, we went to the beach for the first time since lockdown started. Yeah. So now you can sort of drive for your exercise. Right. So we went and had a walk down, walk, down Walton. Yep. The sort of cliff nasy area, yeah, not yeah, the yeah, sort of yeah. where the shitty town is, but sort of, uh, the lovely, <laughs> lovely little hamlet of Walton. Uh, no, yeah, we so went for this amazing walk. It had just a lovely day on Sunday, and yeah, it was so fucking good for the soul. Like just seeing the sea, because we've been going to the woods a lot, but you kind of feel a bit more enclosed in the woods. It's, it's lovely, but it's mm. not the same feeling as the mm. big wide open space. A, it's the quite sea. from Colchester to Mer- to, to not Mer- to Frinton. It's quite a, it's a bit. It's further than you think, isn't it? It's like half an hour. Yeah, you go through nice, nice towns. You do, yeah. Thorpe Plus Oaken. That's the one. Kirby Cross. Yeah, <laughs> there are others. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes, oh, that's fine. Nice. And also, it also it connects with like listening to a Do record. Do you remember that when friends. we tried to give away nuclear sounds <laughs> when we worked in a shop in Rocket in London? 
yes. tried to give it away. The album. That was Ash's second album. And we couldn't. Couldn't even give it away. Couldn't give it away. And they, they did a Tim's Twitter listening party for that one, and they were talking about it like it was this masterpiece, but <laughs> it's not how I remember it. No, it's not. <clears throat> I remember it as being a very disappointing mm. follow-up to their, their good, their good, their first, good album. first album. And yeah. Free All Angels was good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, it's very poppy. It's, it's kind of... Granddaddy pop- were on it yesterday, weren't they? Pop punk, yeah. Well, I was going to talk. That's going to be my recommendation oh, okay. of the week. Okay. Should I talk Just about that it. now? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you haven't heard the album "The Software Slump" by Granddaddy, <clears throat> then that's my recommendation for you to do this week. It well, it's twenty years since it was released Fuck, to the day. Twenty years. Yeah. And for me, it's. I mean, I, I, the word "oh, it's the best album of all time" gets. It's not a word. It's a phrase. But that gets kind of thrown about. But for me, certainly, it's one of my favourite albums of all time, and it's kind of yep. very significant in my musical journey, I suppose. I distinctly remember, it's one of those albums I distinctly remember putting it on for the first time and listening to it all the way through. Christmas morning, Ooh, 1999. Christmas morning. Yep. Yeah, for Christmas? I did, yep. Oh. And that CD. was my... Uh, we, got, we were at that age where we didn't... Yeah, CD. We didn't get stocking presents anymore. Okay. But mum would get us... Well, mum and dad, otherwise. <laughs> never say dad. Definitely no mum. Yeah, dad didn't. didn't wasn't involved but instead of a stocking full of little presents mm. you just get one present from Santa yeah. do you remember the um, <laughs> when you open it up and you go oh from mum and dad and your dad's like completely blank yeah. <laughs> yeah. did I he's, yeah. <laughs> oh thanks dad oh no worries ah uh, yeah no problem definitely involved in that <laughs> heavily yeah. the blank yeah. look and the Classic face dad yeah mm. yeah the software slump so it's in <clears throat> came out in 99 I can't believe that's that old yeah it's a really it's not a concept album but it's very strong themes all the way through about sort of the juxtaposition of nature and technology which is kind of relevant now I think oh yeah very very much so it, it was very much like pre-millennium angst and it doesn't of, sound dated not at all not at all it could come out now and it would still be bloody marvellous it's, it's beautiful it's very sad like we listened to it all the way through yesterday and it is, <clears> it's quite a sad album there's it's a, it's a lot of sort of robots dying and that's ru- got Weeping Willow on it yeah, yeah. underneath the Weeping Willow I love that song I mean, every, it's, there's no filler on there. There's no. like that one instrumental that you could probably skip if you were listening to it, but why would you? 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's, for me, it's a masterpiece. I know that word gets thrown about a lot, but for me, it is very important. It changed the way I kind of wrote do, songs. And Do you think it's their best album? Yeah. It's their best, they, might not be, they, might be, they might have better songs that aren't on that album, but as, a, album. as an album, it's, yeah, it's their... It's their... What they... It's their be here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, if you like. But yeah, it's their masterpiece for me. Right. Every band's got one, would you say? Or no? Well, no, not every band. No. But everyone's every, every band's got one okay album. Ev- you know? <laughs> yeah. Every good, I suppose every good band has that moment where it all comes together. Yeah. Because they'd, they'd shown signs before that that they were really good, but it all kind of and up. after, but it all just yeah. clicked around. So yeah, go and listen to The Software Slump by Granddaddy. Okay. So what's your song of the week? Uh, my song of the week is Madness. Yep. Driving in my car. Ooh. Or not driving in my car. Oh, I see. Well, it broke down, didn't it? It did. So on, uh, after work on Friday, it's just Tuesday. So on Friday, after finishing work here in the warehouse, Manantry, about half an hour drive back to Colchester, and I broke down halfway. And at the, my car was shuddering like motherfucker and couldn't I just couldn't get it home well I did get it home but it was a painful and stressful experience 
uh, and the next day I had to get it towed to the garage and the garage said it's something something fuel injector for something something glow plug mm. how much is something that? something 300 quid probably <laughs> something something and the rest yeah do you, so, do you whenever you because you don't know much about cars do you not really do you, do you feel like you're being ripped off when you go to a garage it's like going to the doctor isn't it you have to put your faith mm. in them you don't, or the vets you don't know you just have to kind of hope that you got a, you build a relationship I guess with a gar- garage and do you have a, do you have a relationship with your garage it's just the nearest one yeah there you go so you just have to hope that they're kind of looking after you um, you know you know what, I mean? what you do you need to especially what we do I need the car to get stock around get to back and forth and I always think I'm driving to Slavka my wife's car at the moment and she's got like a little bit of <laughs> Little, little one. It is a lot funny. <clears throat> yeah, and she's already getting stressed at me for that using her petrol. Pathetic. <laughs> I always think she, she claimed. Sorry, she claimed that once you got to halfway down the tank, that suddenly the petrol would disappear really quickly. Oh, how much petrol have you used? Oh dear. Yeah. Well, that, that conversation. Speaking of lack of trust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always think like it's no point. They they might rip you off, but then. If you go and tell people that this garage has ripped you off, if you fi- if you find out, then they will never get any customers again. Yeah, after that. I know. I mean, they've been so it's not been, really. They've been interest. busy to use this one, so yeah. you so don't yeah. get a good reputation. Fuel right. injector four. That's a yeah. That one needs replacing. Then a big time. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Not driving in my car. Yes. Good choice. And my, oh, my birds. It's a, uh, in my. You know, I said last week was it about the yeah, birds? Last week. Yeah. It's a robin. Oh, I love robins. Mm. Robins. She's letting me go in. So go. I've been like slowly but surely opening up the door and going in to get bits and pieces I need, and she doesn't fly off now. But there's still there's still no egg cracking, so she's got she's sitting on five or six eggs. Sure. Assume it's her. You're going to take one of them in? No, as your own. Let nature do its thing. But I'm looking <laughs> no, forward. To, I'm hoping that they um, hatch and you can hear all the twe- the birds tweeting. That'd be lovely. Hmm. Check a photo of it. No. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so there you go Robin Robin Redbreast um, okay so this week we are talking about festivals festivals why because well being into music obviously we have a relationship with music festivals growing up um, a lot of our people listen and the customers in the shop have relationships with music festivals as a band it's quite a big target for a lot of bands to be able to play music festivals um, and well our whole kind of the shop that we own we rely a lot on people buying clothes for yep. festivals mm-hmm. so that I mean that's a big thing we've had to kind of adapt to adapt to this it's summer part, because there's well, not well, been any yeah because that's a big part of our custom base over the summer is people sh- festival shopping and we're kind of quite right now for shopping golf stuff with festival shopping yeah I think some people it's like maybe only come in once a year and that's f- to buy their festival yeah. outfits Come in more than that, people. Yeah. Come on. So much more than that. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. And also, because the lack of festivals, because of what's going on, it's going to be yeah. an interesting summer, I think. Well, I wonder if how people will... I think, because it'll affect next year's festivals. Well, I mean, I've heard talk that they're not, they may not even go ahead Fucking hell. next year. Like, it depends on like what kind of size gatherings people are allowing. It's mental. Or the government are allowing. Yeah. And even if they are on, will, will people think... Twice about going because of yeah the situation, possibly. or will it be like if they do come through 
next year? Will will it be like that ultimate release? Like we didn't have them last year, so we're going to really make up yeah. for it this year. I don't know. Glastonbury special. Uh, can you remember, Jez? What was the first festival you ever went to, and how old you were? Yes, I was. I want to say sixteen. Mm-hmm. Sixteen, maybe possibly seventeen. I think no, I think sixteen. And it was the Phoenix Festival. Phoenix Festival, in, which was held at Longmaston Airfield. Yeah. In the Midlands, it was basically held on a old abandoned. Well, I don't know if it was abandoned, but it was like an airfield, uh-huh. and so it had the feel of a refugee camp. Yep. So was not, it a mid-sized one, I guess. It was pretty big. Like it was. <clears throat> I don't know how many thousands of people went, but it was all. It ran from like early nineties to the late nineties, I'd say, and then it then it folded. But it was like big big band. Was that like, folded you think, because other festivals? Yeah, the the market suddenly got. So it didn't really have a USP. Yeah, I think was its problem. Like that, I think that's the key with festivals. You've got to have your, not just blend in and be. Yeah, so many of them now. Yeah, but the, 90s, that whole wasn't... industry changed. Yeah. Well, that's it. There used to only be like four or five, and it was one of the one of the big ones. Mm. It was like Bowie played. So sex, how, sex what, Pistols. What year was that? Ninety six. Yes, ninety six. Mm. Or was it five? No, I think I went up for a day. Actually, I went for a day in ninety five. To Phoenix. Phoenix 95, yeah. Big and time. then I camped at Phoenix 96. Oh. <laughs> Hello. I went to yeah, my fest, first festival was V96, mm-hmm. Chelmsford, yep. with my Local. buddies. Yeah. And that's where you have to remind our... Like, V got a bad reputation towards the end, didn't it? As yeah. a more of a pop kind of... Yeah, yeah, it just lost its way, I think. But when it first started, it was wicked. Oh, it was the, the line, if you look at the lineups, so yeah. V96, 97... I think V96 Pulp headline did they and then they did yeah Prodigy was that no, that was that was 97 we went we were like six yeah same age as you could have same age so I was 16 I think when I went to V96 and we called it ironically V96 and ironically because we were all virgins <laughs> and then we went to V97 that was V90 heaven yeah well V97 that's that's probably my earliest like yeah. that's the one that stayed with me because it was blur it was Blur and the Prodigy with the headliners. Oh, the Prodigy, yeah. It was that. And yeah. Coolish Shaker. <laughs> I was saying them like they were. Yeah, they were cool. my favourite bands. Uh, Pavement played. Manson. Manson <laughs> played. Ash played. Yeah. Paul Weller? Was he 96? No, he was 96. Yeah, maybe he headlined me. Yeah, he was Pulp and Weller. <laughs> v96. V96. V96, he's saying. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. V90 Heaven. Yeah. No, V90 Great. Oh, yeah. Did you go to 98? Yeah. And then V95. See, I didn't go to 98. I didn't go after we started going Glastonbury after that early early V festivals it, the other because now it's like Staffordshire and Chelmsford isn't it but it used to be Leeds yeah this was before Reading then became Reading and Leeds yeah so and I was with the group I was with we were officially the first people at V97 oh yeah so we turned up and they were still setting up and they let us come in and like have a look at oh. and they were still setting up the stages and stuff oh cool I just remember that we just slept in the car for a little bit till geeky Open, yeah, probably keen. Yeah, that's the usual. Keen bean, yeah. Always early. I remember. Do you remember though they had that signing tents bits? Yes. And I signed up, and who was it? Oh, it was. Um, everyone was like waiting for Supergrass. <laughs> what did you suddenly go posh? Like, yeah, Supergrass. Super but there was a band. Yeah. And I couldn't be bothered to queue. But there was a band before, and no one wanted to queue up for. So they had no one there. So I felt sorry for them. So I went and got their autograph, like an all-girl punk band. <laughs> Sure. And Sleeper. Oh, yeah. Got them, got them. And Long Pigs. Yep. 
I queued up to meet Terravision at uh, Phoenix. Yeah, in those days, yeah, they signing tents. Yeah. The band would wait, you could sign, you could get the autographs. I'm at Faith No More. Faith No More? Yep. Sacrable. I remember queuing up with my friend Russell Franklin, and uh, the whole time I was going to, because Mike Patton, he was a singer, he was like kind of a edgy kind of yeah. guy. And I queued up and said, Do you know what, Russ? I'm going to get him to spit in my hand. <laughs> And I, I chickened out. I chickened no. out. I just signed a picture instead. Yeah. Traditional. Bit of my head. <laughs> I always remember that. Interesting. I took I took drugs for the first time at V97. Did you? I took. Uh, speed. Oh, why do you show off about that? I'm not showing off. I'm just saying this. This is the yeah. kind of uh, interesting conversation people want to hear, isn't it? Okay. I'd, I had a rollicking good time on it. Actually, it's not an advert for drugs. I, you know. But I did have fun, and I haven't done it since, so <laughs> kind of had that much fun. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, drugs. Drugs, drugs are bad, okay. Yeah. But you know, it's good to experiment, isn't it? Mm. Push your oh, boundaries. Yeah. Would, yeah. Did you, do you remember your first festival drug experience? I, you know, I don't really take drugs. Well, I know, but you have had the odd bit, haven't you? Your dad doesn't listen to this, does he? <laughs> no, I did. Appeal once at Reading, at Reading Festival, but yeah. I had a good time. Go. But then I felt rough as chuff like for a week afterwards, and I would never yeah. do it. We wouldn't do it again because it was like horrible. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. Well, there we know. go. And that's the message. Yeah, it's not really worth it, is it? Not really. Not to me. But I get to some people, and like they want to be judgmental. Yep. Come one, come all. But yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it's not really my black bag. I was listening to a podcast, the Adam Buxton podcast with uh, mm-hmm. Laura Marling. Do you know? Yes. And she was talking about how mushrooms this is going off on a tangent here but she was talking about how mushrooms completely opened up something in her mind that has changed her fundamentally in a, in a really positive way oh. she was very much pro mushrooms she? and she now microdoses mushrooms every, oh, every magic. day oh I thought you meant just mushrooms in her breakfast no no no, no. the magic kind oh. hallucinogenics okay. if you will but again kids no pressure just say no unless you really want to <laughs> What was the last festival you went to? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> fuck me festival. Mm. That sex festival. Blimey, it's been a while for me, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I know. Steve. I'm trying to think the last one you went to. Does Jimmy's Farm Sausage and Beer Festival come? <laughs> no, I don't think it does. I don't think that, well, there was music, Dodgy played. Yeah. But I don't think that counts, does it? Well, I don't know. It doesn't really feel like it does. There was a, the last sort of credible festival yeah. it was that Reading. Well, we went to, we, we went to did Reading? we go to that? We, when the Strokes folks. played, yeah. Mm. I mean, what year was, I was that? There. I don't know. I thought I went by we. Okay. Oh. I can't remember now. Yonks ago. <clears throat> well, I think that was the last time. I, festivals now, I think... I'm just too tired for them. I'm too tired anyway. You throw a festival into it. Mm. And I, I always want to be one of those dads who takes his kids. I see like families at festivals and they're, oh, they look like they're in the, making amazing memories together. Then the thought of it, the thought of me wanting to get really pissed and having to be responsible, just yeah, Darcy moaning that she's like yeah. calling the crowd and you're yeah, watching. it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. She wants to yeah. go back to the tent and I'm enjoying yourself or yeah, just doing your editing. <clears throat> Some bands just come on. I'm well up for it. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I can't. I couldn't face the frustration. Mm. So that's not going to happen. Sorry, kids. Uh, yeah, mine was I went to a Slovakia music festival called Pahoda it's like their kind of version of Glastonbury and it was fucking hot as arseholes it's like an, yeah, an old airfield there was no trees it was hot as the pits of hell yeah. and like none of the bands were on until like 5-6 o'clock because it was so hot so you just spent the whole day just going 
fucking hot here, isn't it? Like nowhere to go. It's like just like forty degree heat. Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. That wasn't. <laughs> Don't we want to make people? In, well, suppose well, that's you, probably why I stopped going because I was just like, and I would come to the dance tent, and they were going until six in the morning. It's one of those like late night festival type ones. But you enjoyed them when you were young. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I hear more about <clears throat> that? Glastonbury. Best best festival experience. Ooh. Probably, I forget the first Glastonbury I went to when it didn't rain. That was really cool. Like, you know, you just like, you know, because you, you know, it's fucking Glastonbury, isn't it? You're yeah. like 19, 18, 19 years old. That's the time to go when you, yeah. everything is just full of wonder. Yeah. Well, good. Then I, went, I went the year that it like, was like the boggy kind of year like 99 yeah. 2000 around then and it was miserable fucking hell yeah it was miserable but yeah I went for that stage of, I went to you know going to loads of festivals each year that was like your holidays mm-hmm. some of these cool bands weren't they you're drinking and you're having a bit of a time but that's it those are the years where you kind of you know everything means so much more doesn't it you know what, yeah. you mean like you, there's cultural experiences you, your first gig your first festival like you yeah. You really care about those bands, and you sort of you probably seen them on tour that year anyway. But then you go and see them at festival. Yeah, it's, it's a different, different festival. It's a different atmosphere. Because yeah. we used to be really into Manson, and so remember where we saw them at Glastonbury. And like my mate Ben Ben FM was um, funny enough. More from him later. Yeah, but um, yeah, he was like kind of new Manson because mm-hmm. he wrote a, a fanzine and he liked to. Oh yeah, and yeah, he was like, sort of, and, like one of them saw him from the stage and like nodded at him. Oh, we were like, <laughs> get in. That was a rainy year, yeah. and it was horrible rain. And in the morning, so you were, we're looking like, for arguing, a yeah, whether or not to go and stuff. And our, my mate, fuck Manson, I'm going home. <laughs> oh yeah, lads, fuck Manson, lads. Yeah, well, mm. we longed it out, but that was like that was an endurance test. The muddy year was that. We say that's your worst festival experience. <sighs> was that the Slovakian fuck, desert it's fest? It's got to be up there. Because it was raining so heavily that, like, even though the headliners, there was not many people. Like, because it's just fucking weather. It was like just to ro- like, like freezing cold feet. Like, someone fell on our tent, so our tent was crushed. Like, no, but I think I spent like thirty quid in a pair of wellies. Like, it was like, yeah, it was tough. It was mm. like a slog. And when you're eight, and that's when you're like eighteen, nineteen. You when you got the robust. stamina, yeah. God, I think about now. Now, now. oh, you'd have I, left. You'd have left. Yeah, what did I do after day one? <laughs> I made Henry you would have gone to Glastonbury on a Saturday on a Sunday morning go home fun times yeah. uh, how would you deal with the toilets mm, well that's it like you say I think when you're when you're young you just don't care yeah. I don't think it bothered me yeah. that was just like part of it you kind of you can't go in thinking oh I'm not going to use the toilets I'll just yeah. hold it you kind of have to embrace it don't you literally well you, t- you don't I remember once I had to do a, I had to do a poo and the toilet was so full that I did a poo and the poo touched my bum hole. Yeah. Because it was so full. <laughs> it's a, I love it when he tells that story. Yeah. It's just a beautiful image. Yeah, and I had to wipe my bum with a paper plate. <laughs> folded up paper plate. Yeah. And a plastic and a plastic knife. <laughs> that's not wiping. That, it's just that slicing. That slicing anus. Yeah. Yeah, but I think as like you say, you've just got more stamina, more kind of tolerance for that for that literal shit. Yeah. In those days, and you, you just take it all in stride, and it's a story, isn't it? You think, yeah. Oh, I'll, tell the, I'll tell the guys about that. Yeah, I suppose I've told that story a few times. Yeah, exactly. Time yeah, exactly. my own poo touched my own bum hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that is where it comes from. 
<laughs> they're, not, they're not strangers. No, Your bumhole in the poo. Once it's evacuated, you don't expect it to come back. Or is it cold? Is it chilly? Once it's, yeah. once it's left the body, it drops by 50 yeah. degrees. You don't expect it to come back and um, tickle, your, tickle your anus. Once it's gone, you never want it yeah. to darken your anus again. <laughs> no. mm. uh, what would you say our band's relationship with festivals was? Well, my frustration, really, mm. that we never really got to uh, play the big ones. Yeah. We, we would play sort of local festivals. And smaller ones. Smaller ones that were not the same thing. So, no. you know, you'd get the odd big stage or whatever, but not many people there. And yeah, never. It was never. It's always the one thing that I always like, frustrated yeah. about why it never seemed to happen. No, and I. It's a sticking point in my marriage because I, there were years would go by where I would say, we can't book a holiday in the summer because we might be, we, playing. We might be playing Reading or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, my wife still. Still frustrated about that. That's yeah. one of the sticks she beats me with. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just don't know why it never happened. Considering mm. what the booking, considering how good we were, well, considering the clout that they had and all that sort of stuff, I don't know why we never seemed to. No, I'm not really sure why it never happened. Even it's like the small stages the... or any. See, loads of bands now that seem to be playing on these. Maybe because there's more festivals now. There are more festivals. It's hard. Yeah. It's easier to get it. Probably was, easier. It's like sounds getting easier. <laughs> Exactly. Anyone can get played on uh, Radio One these days. Anyone can. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm sure you're sure you're all good. But yeah, I think it was harder. There were less. There was less choice. Hmm. It wasn't the. I don't know. Less stages as well at the festivals. Hmm. I think. And just yeah, it never happened for us. So it will always be the one, one of my big regrets that yeah. we never really got to that opportunity. Yeah. But, Apart from Glasgow, hmm. what festival would you love to have played? Let's take that as a given. Yeah. Uh, Tea in the Park was the one, just by its reputation for the crowd response. Mm -hmm. I've read like countless interviews with everyone saying, "Oh, Tea in the Park, that's the one. That's the British one you want to do." And our experience, Scottish audiences were always yeah, were always really good. I think for it. Yeah, I think we'd have had a rocking good time. Yeah, hopped up on Buckfast. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. An iron brew. Yeah. But I mean, I'd foreign, like I'd love to have played like. <clears throat> did you say British ones? Or was it just any festival? Um, I'd love to have done like Coachella or like. Do what you want. Yeah, as long as it wasn't Glastonbury, just because I thought it was too obvious. Yeah, or like Bonnaroo, like the Australian one, or just that would have been amazing. Okay. Yeah. Like a guaranteed sun one. Yeah. Because then you can just you chill know, back. It's always like when you play outside, it's like you wear your sunglasses. Yeah, I'd love to have worn sunglasses. I think we uh, one of our local <laughs> local festivals. I might have. Whoo! What a treat. <laughs> Boscombe, Boscombe Fair. It wasn't, wasn't even a festival. It's called a fair. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. What would you? Because obviously now we we touched in it already, but uh, you spat everywhere there, and you yeah, did. Yep. In your enthusiasm, <laughs> laughing at my own joke. <laughs> wasn't even a joke. Um, a festival outfits. That's was that was that a thing when we were younger? I don't remember it being as thing, big a thing as it is now. In the, yeah, there wasn't that kind of festival look that you kind of think of now. Yeah. Although that does evolve. But there's that kind of cliched look of the... Well, yeah, I shouldn't really call it cliche because we're trying to sell this stuff. But, the de- yeah, the denim shorts and the tie-dye. And the um, wellies. T-shirt and a pair of hunter wellies. Oh. You think of that as... And then a bucket hat. Yeah. That's kind of your go-to festival look mm. if you're doing the cliche. But Fun bag. I don't remember that being or a... Or yeah, funny pack across the... Yeah. Across the the chest, I don't remember what I used to. I remember once at Phoenix Festival, I wore a Chesney Hawks T-shirt. 
name is Bernard, 2001. You might recognize me from my collaborations with Radiohead and Stephen Hawking. I actually did a lot of his heavy lifting for him. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about Best Days Vintage. If you like sustainable vintage fashion, feel-good prints, and positive well-being, then they're the guys for you. Visit them at 40 Elf Lane, Colchester, or online at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. out, mother crushers. And I was wearing it all day, and then as an experiment, I was in the evening wearing a jacket with it zipped up, and like, I was off my head, but stopping people and going, oh, do you see the guy in uh, the Chesney Hawks t-shirt earlier? And they were like, oh yeah, yeah, I saw him. It was me! <laughs> Did that, like, try to make out of some kind of celebrity. Yeah, I know. Mm. I'm not proud of it. I'm just, uh, just coming from an honest place. Off your head. So, <laughs> Who says that? Oh, I like I was. Mm. But, uh, yeah, Chesney Hawks t-shirt. Okay. That's, that's that, the one that festival outfit. Yeah, that, that <laughs> you. you saw me, you yeah. saw me. Yeah, but I don't remember thinking, oh, you've got to have a festival look. Mm. I don't remember, like, because now in the, every year in all the magazines and everything, it's like, oh, they must have festival outfit. Well, it's such a big thing now, isn't it? Well, yeah. I don't remember it being as big a thing then. Maybe it wasn't. It was much stuff, more but... niche. And yeah. this is kind of what happened with the V Festival. It went so mainstream yeah. that then... All the kind of clean shirt types would go in there. <laughs> yeah. You see them on like, the train at Colchester going to Chelmsford and they're like... Yeah. Without being too judgmental, you, it, it was a different type. Started going to festivals, mm. and, the, and then there's all the big like dance festivals now, mm. which is a whole different crowd to yeah. sort of the traditional rock mm. festivals, you'd say. And so, yeah, it's a different thing. It's like the, the rave kind of yeah. element. Did you ever go to a heavy metal festival? Uh, I was invited a few times to download, download, but I never went because nah. I was, my best friend at the time was into like, into that malarkey. heavy rock. Yeah. But I, Imagine being in the middle of a, one of those mosh pits. Yeah. I, I mean, I went to enough television and Faith No More gigs yeah. because of him and had enough dot minds to the side of the head to yeah. put me off going to download. Yeah. Do you? No, I wouldn't go. No. Imagine mm. that. It's bad enough. Imagine it's, it's mad enough crowds as it is, but imagine that. You're quantum leaped. Into the middle of a... Into the middle of a cradle of cradle filth. Cradle of mosh. <laughs> yeah. Not my bag, baby. No. I just... It's the smells. The, the body odour. I'm not saying heavy metal fans are stinkier than other... No. But they do wear all black, yeah. so that's got to make you sweat more. That's just science. So how important is fest- fashion at festivals now? Well, it seems to be increasingly... I think, well, it's the big, the big social media yeah. is now you get the impression people are there to be photographed. To be seen. To be seen to be there, rather than because they're a particular fan of a band or whatever. Mm. I get the impression the bands are less and less important. It's more of a just a kind of drinking socialite. Yeah, it's a social event, isn't it? And it's, yeah, me, you and your squad mm. get getting up, you know, snap the pictures, quick, everybody laugh. Ooh, remember that? Yeah, uh, yeah maybe I'm being too cynical, but I, I think because of social media, it is now the outfit side of it. And it's stupid of me to make light of this because our whole entire business is built around that concept really that people want to stand seen. out and yeah. be seen at festivals yeah. but I, yeah, I, was, I wore a fucking 
Chesney Hawks t-shirt so yeah. specifically to be noticed so I'm in no position to judge so then nothing's changed no it's just an age you've it's changed still, you've got older yeah I've got older and more cynical <laughs> yeah mm. as we've discovered but but there is there is now more with social media there is yeah, more more access to people seeing you it's not just the people at the festival it's the people your followers mm-hmm. are seeing you your brand is oh look at me having a good time at the festival yeah you know yeah, cool. what so about you well it's because obviously that world is that's the way it is this social media life is so important to everything you do and festivals is the one chance you can kind of really get yourself dressed up dressed a bit crazy over the top yes that's, that's the thing isn't it it's, it's a, bra- it's a you know, festival fashion is a thing yes and I love the fact that people feel like they can wear something a bit more outrageous at festivals uh-huh. and not have that judgement yeah. but I often think like what you know it should be like that just in the street yeah. On a Saturday in town, you should wear whatever the freak you like and not worry about what other people think. I know it's much mm. easier said than done, but I, I often think that. I think like I wish I wish people dressed That's how true. they do at festivals with that same kind of liberation, carefree. I guess, carefree attitude. Laissez-faire. Laissez-faire. Yeah. Well, we just okay. We, we touched on it, but best days of shops' relationship with festivals. So yeah, I mean, same sort of. Thing, it's this it? concept, isn't it, of, the, of wearing whatever you want. <clears throat> Individual, like wanting to stand, it's at a festival where everyone is mm. wearing really quite outrageous stuff. It, it's, I suppose, it's even harder to stand out. But we, yeah, we want you to look individual. We want you to stand out, stand and out expre- in the crowd. Yeah, and express yourself through through clothing. Ideally, all year round. But at a festival, I think people feel so much more comfortable mm. with that concept. And often, of people lack of judgment. People think we're the festival shop. Yep, I've heard that a lot because we're kind of like it's. it's well, we're, it's perfect. That's what we are, really, isn't it? It's crazy, out, out, right, over the top, stand out, shout out. Yeah, everything's unique. So, yeah. and that's the whole that's the whole yeah. thing. But I think people who there are some people who dress year round, like they're at a gig or at a festival or whatever. Mm. But I think for people who only dress like that for, you know, going to festivals, that's where we come in. Yeah, that that might be the only time they come to our shop. Is like, oh, I'm going to Latitude. I'm going to do my latitude shop at best days. I wouldn't mind. And then I won't come in. I would quite fancy latitude. I have all the festivals because it's close. <laughs> a, it's close. B, it's got a really, really good chilled out. family yeah. vibe. That's the one. I, if I did want to take the kids, that's where I'd lat. take them. Lat, yeah. Go and lat. It seems to get really good acts as well. And yeah. It's in the woods. It gets like comedians and poets and stuff. It's a really like varied festival as well. Um, we hmm. are... Well, we put a question out today this week, didn't we? Yes, we did. What the question was? I've forgotten. Now. So the question was, if you could choose four celebs... Four celebrities. ...to take to a festival, share a tent with, I phrased it as, okay. yeah. who would you pick? Uh, they didn't really have room to say why, but so we're, you're going to have to interpret these. Yeah. OK. Well, I but I'm going to share, share a few ones. of them. Yeah. You've got a lot there. Yeah, I have. <laughs> This isn't even all you, of them. You've bit enough money. You can We've had some, we had some good yeah, interaction good. with this. Yeah, bit enough. How, we had about forty people message in with their answers to this week's question. Yeah. So imagine this. And this is from Grace Lily Rayner, Elton John, John, Lewis Capaldi, Capaldi, Jeff Goldblum, and Miley Cyrus. Okay, That's men heavy. <laughs> well, you got Cyrus yeah. there to balance it out. Okay. She's gone for humour. I don't think so. I, I think she's, she's gone for. <laughs> Say again, Elton John. Elton John, Lewis Capaldi, Jeff Goldblum, and Miley Cyrus. Cyrus, well, you'll get a bit of humour. She did my noggin in Cyrus, I think. She seems like she'd be quite high maintenance. She'd be quite full on. Mm. I don't know whether or not John would um, would um, have to be kept awake by her. (laughs) 
<laughs> he's quite grumpy. Yeah. Do you know he can't sing anymore? John. John. Yeah. Do you know here is I'm still standing on. No. That you like stay at home okay. album. Okay. Rubbish. It was rubbish. Uh, right. Oh, you'd like to be in this tent. Oh, okay. Cara Delevingne. Yeah. Kesha. Mila Kunis and Margot Robbie. Cool. Blimey, it's just a geezer. Okay. No, that was a girl. Really? Yeah. Robbie as well. At Gifendulum. Okay. At Gifendulum. <laughs> Yeah, I would have okay. been that ten. Uh, Matilda Lewis, right? Dexter, Santa, Harry Potter, and Michelle Obama. <laughs> That's a tent, isn't it? I love the fact she San- considers Santa a celebrity. Yeah, he'd love Dexter, that. Who's Dexter? Is in the serial killer. Oh, okay. I assume that's who she's well, character, not a celebrity. I mean, it could be your dog. Yeah, well, he's, sure not, your he's dog. a character, not a celebrity. Well, yeah, but that, that still counts because somebody else said. Oh yeah, the Finch. Of course, oh, the Finch, Finch going oh, back. Brent, Canterbury, Keenan, Partridge, <laughs> but in character as those people. Okay, Brent, Canterbury, Keenan. Yep, Partridge. Yeah. Okay. It's weird that he went three from the office. He could have had Dawn. Uh, Dawn Tinsley as a living because he's the Finch. Oh yeah, I guess. Uh, Archie went Mitchell and Webb. That's two. Pete Doherty and Big Jeremy Corbyn. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. Political. <laughs> Uh, Bethan Pip Schofield and any member of One Direction that's two well I mean she could have three members of oh, okay. One Direction I guess is what she means oh, Pip Schofield will be happy well I said I, I don't think that's Schofield's thing to be honest <laughs> I think he'd much rather go around Pepperstock Wildfowl Park with that bottle of scotch <laughs> <laughs> so, somebody <laughs> Just a series of letters is his uh, Instagram handle, but he said Nigel Farage yeah. for the laughs, and that's it. Oh, <laughs> Some, well, he's misunderstood the concept there because that's force and yeah, celebrity. He's only picked one, and he's a wanker. Well, yeah. I think he's gone for for a laugh. Yeah, he's gone for the laugh. Well, just him. So he wants oh, just you're him like Nigel Farage in the tent at anemic royalty. Jet from Gladiators. Anemic royalty. Anemic royalty. Jet from Gladiators. Roger Moore. Shaken Stevens. Chris Rear. Oh, <laughs> bloody hell! That's you. That's I mean, a that's, classic. They've read your mind. God. See, but, yeah. See my bedroom wall as a teenager. Chrs underscore one hundred one underscore f yeah. said Shrek. Just Shrek. It's <laughs> just Shrek. Misunderstood the concept. Yeah, lovely. Oh, yeets my feet. Carol Baskin, Joe Exotic, Boris Johnson, and Donald Trump. Wow, that's going to be. Um, I wouldn't fancy that. Much, yeah, no. Yeah. And where's the? Oh yeah, the, uh, I share this one just because of the username. First, I bang the drum, then I bang your mum. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> says Tom York, Erica Badu, Elia Bender. I don't know who that is. Erica Badu is a singer, okay. female singer. I don't know who Elia Bender is. So, anyone know? No, I'm watching. Brilliant. Well, someone will be. Hmm. We'll watch it later. Just message us. Uh, and PJ Harvey. Okay. Yeah, but I really shared that just for the yeah. username. Mm, that's, yeah, that's probably enough, isn't it? Yeah, lovely oh, stuff. Georgie, Britney Spears, Gemma Collins, Cher and Kermit the Frog. <laughs> that's a good way to... <laughs> yeah. Good way to end. Okay, there you go. Thank you for what those. About, yeah, have you given any thought about who you're... You're not bothered. Oh, I, no, I didn't know I had to come up with one. No, I did. What did I come up with? Boris Johnston. <laughs> um... Pamela Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was his name from um, uh, Jay from In Between Us? Again, I've misunderstood the concept. His character. 
Yep. He's not a celebrity, he's a, he's Lee a Mack. Yep. Don't you think they're all too old? Well. To really enjoy it? We've just been talking about how you need. Although you don't want to be the the old fuddy duddy. In that gang, you're probably one of the young yeah, ones. Yeah, I'll aren't be. You? I was hoping Anderson might. Um, <laughs> sort you out. Slip a tip. <laughs> God. Yeah. Misogynist, and I hate that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. Um, yeah, thank you very much, everyone, for um, sending them in. Yeah, and do look out for next week's question. Question of the week. Um, and then just to kind of have a look. Oh, yeah, we've got uh, Fab for Life. Yeah. You only just sent it recently, so it's well got my phone on me. But it's a regular listener to the show, um, Benjamin Guy Wright. Um, he sent me in two. Oh, my dad sent me one as well. How's my dad? Was it double whammy? I don't know, I haven't read my dad's one, so yeah. God knows what that'll be. <laughs> so, ben, ben FM, as we like to call him. Yep. Uh, regular listener to the to podcast. He's come up with the two bands Talk Talk and Kasabian. I imagine he... I can see him having a problem with Kasabian. Say so in the bin. Kasabian in the bin. Kasabian. Kasabian. Kasabian bin. Bin. Yeah, okay. And talk, yeah. talk, he'd keep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, let <clears throat> me read this out. Mm-hmm. Right. This is it. This is it. So, he said that. Yep. Right. Band for life. Talk, talk. People who scratch the surface only know It's My Life from the indie discos but I don't know if there's a band who made a greater leap in terms of their sound. I only discovered them late, really, but Spirit of Eden is a masterpiece. Such a complete album, best for playing with the lights off. They just go further and further away from the commercial sound without ever losing the melodic element. Mark Hollis, the songwriter, died last year, and his story and mythology is also incredible. When he disbanded Talk Talk, it was because he'd basically done all he wanted to do, and that was that. No reunions, no nothing. He did one solo album, and then he just went quiet. Honestly, I love them. I also can't now listen to spiritualised Ladies and Gentlemen, which I used to love, because Cop Shoot Cop is a direct rip-off of The Rainbow by Talk Talk. Ooh. There you go. So that's banned for life. Okay. Yeah, they, they, he's right. They talk to one of those, I do, and, you know, the yeah. sort of couple of singles. Yeah. I need to take a deeper dive. Yeah, sounds like we should. I'm going to, Sounds yeah. like, because he's a respected... Yep. Um, you, oh, yeah, I would respect his opinion. Yeah. On Band for Life, B-A-N-N-E-D, I don't know if I really hate anyone specifically. I would say Chili Peppers, like everyone else, but Aeroplane is a tune. Mm, yeah, he's, he's right there. There's a lot of modern hip-hop straight rap I can't stand, but isn't that the point of getting older? I could probably live without Kasabian, if I'm being honest. Always thought they were pretty overrated. Yeah. He didn't go oh, yeah. into detail about them. Well, he doesn't need to. Yeah. So, Kasabian. How do you feel about Kasabian? I like Kasabian. I think mm. they're a really good like, festival band. Yeah. I've, yeah. They're one of those bands. I've never true. Oh, is it your dad's one? Yeah. 
Let's, let's hear it. Heartfelt. Do you want to hear my dad? Yep. Uh. <clears throat> Matt, you want to listen to this? Dire Straits. Um, okay, he's come up with Band for Life, Dire Straits. <laughs> Strong. Oh, I should have. Uh, be a uh, arranged yep. from existence. The Wombles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? Why would you get rid of the Wombles? Dire Straits, the guitar work is uplifting mm-hmm. for both mood, music, and party music. To erase, I would look at the Wombles. <laughs> Silly <laughs> outfits <laughs> and even sillier songs. Take a long hard look at the Wombles. <laughs> what are you thinking? Wow, this is a great choice. Yeah, and I sent exactly the same question to Ben FM and my dad. So yeah. that's two different thoughtful, thought-provoking <laughs> answers there. Yeah. Is there any Wombles out there listening? <laughs> Sorry about that. You, you... that. I know you're doing good work recycling, you yeah. guys. You're very much... After our own heart, yeah. Orinoco. So it doesn't represent the views of Best Days Vintage. <laughs> so there you go, there you have it. Lovely stuff. Well, thank you for listening, thank you for watching, you people up there. Yeah. Uh, remember to visit bestdaysvintage.co.uk for all your sustainable fashion needs. Follow us on all the social media stuff, the usual place. Just type in Best Days Vintage, you'll find us. And we'll speak to you next week. Yep. So, have, yeah. have a lovely week. Be That's safe. It. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's also the podcast that speaks to people about music, mental health, positive well-being and fashion. Thank you. Bye, love you. <laughs>